Welcome to MDA Insights, the podcast where we bring you the latest in training and development trends straight from the experts at MDA Training. Welcome to our show today. I'm Oz Hussein, and my partner in crime today, long-term colleague, friend, and co-host, Paul Hewitt. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Ozzy. Uh, it's fantastic to be here today, and it's fantastic to explore our topic for today, which is leadership, essential skills, and competencies. Uh, and who is joining us today, Oz? Today, our special guest is uh, Sabrina Breher. A warm welcome from the two of us, Sabrina. Thank you for joining us today. Um, good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. And tell us a little bit about your background, Sabrina. Um, and I noticed you work for a company called Centre for Creative Leadership. Give us a background in, you know, on both. Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me today to talk about, well, something that is not just near and dear to my heart, but I think very relevant in today's world. Um, I didn't come to, to leadership development on a straight and narrow path. I think not a lot of people still have this luxury in defining their careers when they set out and say, well, I'm going to become a doctor and so off they go. Uh, I explored a couple of different things in my life and uh, one thing or two things that I always knew I love is solving problems and I actually love people. That's something that I started to realize along the way and I began uh, my studies and career in politics. Then I thought, well, politics maybe is not exactly what I want to be doing with my life, even though it does solve problems and it is with people. Let me explore law. And then I realized law is still not exactly the essence that speaks to my core and motivates me to get out of bed every day. So, well, yeah, uh, the obvious choice was leadership development. And <laughs> here I am today. I'm working for the Center of Creative Leadership. I joined this organization about five years ago, starting in um, the Germany, Austria, Switzerland team, progressed with a couple of fantastic colleagues and um, really great regional nuances that I got to discover and then moving into Business Unit Europe. And now I'm part of our global team. And that really um, has changed my perspective even further because, well, I work with our strategic clients across the globe. So getting the first-hand experience of what moves organizations uh, from the US to India to Singapore and everything and everywhere in between, and then try to help them really figure out, okay, how do we help you empower your leaders to become more effective? to have an impact on, on the organization, but then also really an impact on society. And that's that's a very important point for CCL or Center for Creative Leadership because, well, this organization has been born out of the desire to really help fellow men to make the world a better place. Um, we are a, actually a nonprofit research organization and we've been around since uh, 1970. So a lot of 
a lot of time under our belts that which led to a lot of um, developments we pioneered the use of uh, assessments as part of leadership development which is a very integral part these days um, we continue to advance really the understanding practice and development of uh, of leadership for the benefit of society worldwide this is our mission and um, this this mission fuels our nonprofit efforts so that we can continue to remain on the forefront of leadership development and um yeah this is wow. this is really at the core of uh, CCL and I love this piece because it makes working with organizations so much easier when you have this this personal passion and this shared vision for uh, the passion's coming through Sabrina we can see it <laughs> you know absolute passion in your voice Absolutely. And, and, and just sticking on CCL for a second, you, you kind of say together we lift the leaders who lift the world. What, what, what do you mean when you say that? What do you mean by leadership? What is it that is the spark that is allowing you to lift the world through the leaders that you, you encourage? Leadership is something very much of a social process that's how we see it so leadership is not a title at ccl we really believe that that leaders are made not born and it has nothing to do if actually you have a formal title that would um give you that that hierarchical power of leading a team and telling people this is the way things should be done no it's really a social process around we have a, a shared direction we have the mutual responsibility and agreement in the group and we know exactly how we are going to coordinate our work to achieve this impact and have the outcome that we desire so leadership development for ccl is this this combination of individuals into a collective that has a greater impact together than an individual alone so that 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 tells me that leadership is something that can be learned Absolutely, absolutely. It's a skill that you need to train. It's like a muscle. If you go to the gym, you need to go not just once, you need to continue working out in order to build up the muscle and the capabilities uh, for you to to become stronger and as an individual, how do you train your mind? It is around being self-aware what are my own dispositions what are my preferences how do i want to interact with individuals how how do i need to be seen and heard from others in order to to be my best self and once you have that self awareness for yourself you can also then make inferences to other needs so if i am this person and understand there's other types of learners there's other types of individuals that have other interpersonal needs how do i engage them and how do i communicate with them so that we can all speak the same language and understand okay this is the common goal how do we get there together oh, it's so, fantastic uh, so again just saying, yeah sorry go on paul uh, no i so, i do apologize i'm just saying so 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 what so leadership which is often perceived as something done to other people but leadership starts with me Absolutely. understanding self means i can what lead self the ability to read behaviors in others therefore lead others is that right absolutely um a lot of times if you look at the traditional way how leadership development is done and i think that is still a truth that is relevant today you start with yourself you learn about yourself you hone your own skills 
with that, then you can move into how do I lead a team? How do I lead an organization? And how do I have then an impact beyond my own organization? So the, the development, a lot of times, it's really from self to others to the organization. And if you are looking at leadership development, a lot of times it, it contains a lot of the same basic skills that everyone needs. And there has been lots of research and studies done around that exactly. What does it mean? And from CCL's perspective, the core fundamentals that everyone needs to master, regardless of their position, if you are a leader or if you're an individual contributor, is around self-awareness, learning agility. Do I have a flexible mind? Am I able to willingly learn and unlearn new things? Am I able to influence others around me? Because you will need to influence up and down in an organization, across your peers, if you're working in groups, if you're just part of a project, you will always need to be able to influence at the right level. And there's different ways of doing that. You can connect on the emotional level. You can connect on the uh, rational level or on the, on the level of, okay, we cre need to create common win-win situations. And then everything is centered around communication. How do I communicate with impact? How do I communicate a vision? And how do I motivate people behind that vision? And that's something that no matter the circumstances, We've seen the world of uh, world, uh, the world of work being turned upside down with the pandemic, but these things continue to be core to how leaders are successful. And that's again from the individual contributor to the C-suite. These are things that we continue to work on um, across all of these leader levels. Yeah, and that's fantastic, Sabrina. Because I, I know quite often we find a client will come to us and they say they need leadership development. And it's it's got that kind of, it's that phrase, leadership development, you just assume it's the people, it's the top you know, 50 in the company or whatever it may be. And it's not. It's got to be everyone in the organization. Because like you said, I love what you said right at the start, it's everyone working together in the same mission to achieve the same goals. So why should just some people get this special kind of training? Everyone needs it. And like you said, it's fantastic. Leading self, everyone needs that. And then that grows out. And as your maybe your responsibilities grow, yes, you need more skills. But every, there should be a base that everyone has. And quite often it's overlooked. Um, and where we're coming in now, we're calling it professional skills is the kind of training that we do. Because it doesn't have that kind of banner leadership development. No, professional skills, everyone gets it. But really, it's leadership skills is what they're getting. Um, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And it's something that you actually, you don't just need for your professional life. You need it for yourself, for Absolutely. your own relationships. Yeah. So when I think about my own journey, um, a lot of these programs that I've attended and the the transform, the real transformation that happened is when I made these in, in these these references to myself. It's like, okay, well, how do I show up not just in a, in the workplace, but also in my relationship at home, in my relationship with friends, with family? What are some of the, the things that I should work on so that I am being understood the way that I want to, that, that my, my communication has the actual impact that I have intended it to be? Because sometimes, and a lot of times, that's exactly the, the problem. We communicate or say something in a way that is then being perceived completely different on the other end. And we realize, well, that's not the intent behind it but that's the impact that I had on the individual yeah. and so leadership development is something so so relevant for everyone and really uh, I mean uh, 
a critical lever for igni igniting that change in individuals, but then also obviously in the in the society and organizations that we're part of. Yeah, you, you talk about something really, it's so relevant, it's so critical. Why does it go wrong? Why does it go wrong so frequently? Why is it that we sometimes look at our leaders and say, actually, when they're not leaded, I'm not motivated, I'm not inspired, and actually, I don't care? Three days, fantastic program. We put a lot of thought into it. We checked that box, and now you go back into the exact same environment as before, where you have structural barriers, where you have other behaviors that are completely different to what you are just uh, internalized and what you're trying to now exude when communicating with others. But if it's not understood and reciprocated from others, how far are you going to go? It needs to it needs to become part of a larger developmental strategy for organizations. And it needs to tie closely to business objectives. Um, that means if I, as a leader, go into leadership development, I need to be very clear around why are we doing this? What are the business challenges this will actually address? Because otherwise it feels like something, well, I'm very busy. My boss constantly wants more. My team needs more. My daily tasks are firefighting. Well, how am I going to really create a change around my own behavior? And, and sometimes also really do drastic um, changes as a, as a team dynamics and everything in order to address some of the root causes that are not so apparent. Yeah. But that's the problem. Leadership development needs to be part of everyday work. It needs to actually become a, a cultural driver. And especially now with that new world of work that we are experiencing, where you have hybrid teams, organizations need to focus a lot more around these culture building initiatives. Because with that, you can get and drive that engagement for leaders, regardless where they are. They're dispersed. They have all different expectations. But if you, as an organization, can create a common language, a common set of expectations, and really a culture of psychological safety and trust so that you can have, you can voice sometimes the dissent that you feel, okay, you say we need to do this in terms of leadership development, but then everything that the organization does is on the opposite end of the spectrum. How do I make sense of that? Yeah, yeah, I, and if I if I may just pick pick on that on that cultural piece, there's there also strikes me uh, whether it be an organisational maturity thing, but there seems to be at the moment such an abject fear of failure yeah. that I would rather not try anything that will push the boundaries than get something wrong. I I, I grew up in an organisation where where my, my manager always said to me, you know, five one is a victory. It's it's really worth doing. But a lot of organisations aim for like two nil in the football score, and and if 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 you're so nervous of getting something wrong that you just don't try it, either yourself or organisationally, we will always be stuck. Absolutely, absolutely, and I do think there has been a shift in the mindsets of uh, leadership development and HR across the different organisations. That there is, when you talk to clients. The common themes is like, we need to transform our culture. We need to create a culture of trust. We need to create a culture of innovation. Yes, you do. But what are the elements of that? And what does it mean for your organization? And exactly to your point, Paul, 
How do we, um, what do we do with failure as an organization? How do we handle bad news? How do we deal with it also behaviorally? How do we promote deep dialogue in an organization? And, and how do we manage that conflict and debate in order to have sometimes ideas sprout in meetings that are maybe not well formulated? Or do you only want to listen to the ones that have an actual implementation plan and everything set out? Um, how do we actually listen to each other? How do we listen with empathy? How do we create really an how do we create an environment where we ask powerful questions and not just talk to each other? And and this is a these are all these cultural drivers around how do we create really an organization of psychological safety? And that's an underlying condition for you to have change in an organization, to innovate, to remain at the forefront um, of your field. And in, to, in order also to sometimes be brave enough to say, okay, we've done that maybe the last 20 years, but it's not going to get us to the next 20 years. Yeah. And what are some of the changes that we need to do? Million dollar question, Sabrina. And a question that we'll always ask. How do you measure success? You know, because some of the things that we're talking about, you know, communicating with impact, you know, changing the culture, changing certain behaviors. Ultimately, what it drills down in the business world, certainly, is numbers. Absolutely. And when numbers are involved, quite often what happens is people retrench back to bad behaviors because they've got to hit the numbers, got to hit the numbers, pressure. Oh, don't worry about it. I can't worry about that tomorrow. How I deal with that team member, you know. How do, you, how, do you, well, how do you measure success in the kind of interventions that you, 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 you bring about in an organization? We believe that data is important, right? At CCL, we say we don't have opinions, we have data because we are a research nonprofit organization. So we've been conducting scientific and, and applied research for the past 50 years. So going back and looking at exactly what not just we are saying, but others are saying is an important element of it. And so we have a full team that is continuously evaluating the impact of our leadership development programs and initiatives. And it starts from the little pulse surveys after um, a, let's say, an open enrollment program or an individual cohort, just to say it's, it starts with the individual perception. Has this really resonated and is this relevant to my line of work? And am I confident that I will change something and it can go deeper into also then getting other perspectives from managers. Have I perceived that my employees that have now attended a leadership program actually changed their behaviors? They're delivering it differently. And it can go to the, as deep as really um, tying it into that return on investment by looking at HR data. However, we are showing up in employee engagement um, surveys. Is there, if we have a starting point in X and how does it progress to Y? I think a lot of times one of the challenges is that we there is this impatience around it. This is, we're trying to change people that have sometimes done the same things over That's such true. a long time. And they have gotten, it, it, you know, they have gotten quite far in their careers a lot of times. Individuals don't necessarily start with leadership development um, initiatives when they actually get promoted into a leadership position. Sometimes yeah. they have done this for 20, 30 years, and this is then the first time they're part of some, some targeted behavioral transformati uh, transformation. And all of a sudden they need to go and say, well, should I continue doing this or should I try a different way? 
So yeah. there's a lot of internal resistance that you also need to help people overcome. And then, as I said, then there's the other side is the external environment as well. Is this conducive or has this actually remained the same? So to, to give maybe a quicker answer to your question, it's the success can be very individual. And yeah. when we work with organizations, the first thing is uncover what matters to them, what matters to the stakeholders, what do you need to report on? Um, what are the metrics that you will need to include in some of the communications internally to your senior stakeholders, to your sh um, shareholders, to whoever? Because leadership development is an in integral part of today's business world. And yeah. so you can't just do it for the fun of it. I understand there needs to be something beh sitting behind it. But at the same time, it needs to start with the individual and then it needs to integrate into the overall objectives of an organization. So you can look, okay, where are we actually? And is this progressing the way? And then have the patience of saying, we're not going to change everyone just with one intervention. It's a continued process. And that's really one of the main requisites. It's, it's an event. Uh, sorry, it's not an event. It's actually a process. It's really a longer term investment people need to make. And, and, and Sabrina, as part of that process, and I'm conscious that, that we're reaching the end of our, our time here, uh, what, what if you were to be offering advice to an L&D, to an HR team looking to develop a leadership programme, either for new joiners in a bank or, or, or a financial institution or actually any organisation thinking it through, or actually to, to even all the way up to C-suite, what tips would you suggest? What two or three things would you suggest to a team looking to develop a program that makes your leaders fit for tomorrow, enables leaders to lift the world. I think one of the most fundamental things you already set up in a nice way, it needs to be fit for tomorrow. So. You need to have a future-oriented fo focus in the leadership development. Sometimes when working with clients, it's much more focused, okay, this is, this is the current challenges that we need to overcome. And so these are the current behaviors that we want to change. But are these still the same behaviors that we will need in five to 10 years from now? Because it's a long-term trajectory that you have. So really consider the evolving challenges and trends in the business world. This can be your internal drivers around leadership development, but also the business drivers and then the industry drivers. What are some of the disruptions on the horizons that you can already anticipate? And what does it mean for leadership um, development? Looking at this, this new rise of artificial intelligence, well, it's not going to go away, but how do you integrate it? How do you make it work for you? That's all for today's episode of MDA Insights. At MDA Training, we take a unique approach to training and development. We don't just focus on the theory, we focus on real-world application of that theory. We work with our clients to understand their specific needs and design experiential training solutions to meet those needs. But it's not just about the training. We work with our clients to help them achieve measurable results and create real behavior change in the workplace. We hope you found this information valuable from our podcast today. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll be back next week with more insights and expert advice. Thanks for listening.